Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Welcome to Top Stories, it's producer Chris. Today on Top Stories, the election victory party invite that nobody wanted. As election results go, the Iranian election in June 2009 was pretty noteworthy, but for all the wrong reasons. It's bugle issue 80. Iran, pick on a country your own size. Top Story this week, Iran news! Sorry, I got the tone of that all wrong, Andy. Um, <laughs> top Story this week, Iran news. <laughs> Andy, it's important to remember what is going on in Iran at the moment, especially since the new cycle is going to be dominated by Michael Jackson for at least the next week. In fact, such is the extent to which this is going to affect global coverage of uh, Iran, you might almost think that Michael Jackson was actually working for Ahmadinejad. Almost, but let me, for vital legal reasons, now point out, <laughs> not quite. <laughs> so what have been the big changes in Iran over the last week? Well, to summarise, violence has gone up. Hope for the future has gone down, Supreme Leader Khamenei has gone crazy, Mousavi has gone quiet, and Ahmadinejad is doing just what he does best, being an arsehole. <laughs> he really is testament to the theory, Andy, that to find happiness, you should find something that you love doing, and just do it as much as you can. He's inspirational in a way, but absolutely only in that way. <laughs> Well, I guess his counterpoint to uh, you calling him an arsehole would be to yep. say, you spent most of last week dressed in a blue dress, wearing high heels and women's sunglasses. And I think we both have to concede that the other one had a point. <laughs> so it has been another week in which the official silver medalist from the election, Mir Hussein Massavi, has been striding around in a T-shirt with the slogan, I ran for president of Iran, and all I got was this lousy fixed election and subsequent violent crackdown. Been a kind of violent pantomime sequence in Iran, John... Uh, one side saying the election was rigged, the other side saying, oh, no, it wasn't. Oh, yes, it was. Oh, no, it wasn't. And to 
prove it, I'm going to hit you with this massive stick. Only 105 out of 290 MPs attended Ahmadinejad's victory party, suggesting either that even his own party have certain misgivings about popping open the bubbly when he might well have faked the bubbly. This isn't champagne, Mahmood. It's badger piss. And I don't care how bubbly it is. Or that his wife is really bad at making party nibbles. I'm guessing it was the former rather than the latter. Why not throw a victory party? Well, there are certainly a good few reasons why not, but he probably pre-booked the hall and didn't want to lose his deposit. Also, Ahmadinejad's victory party. That has got to be a very awkward party to DJ. (laughs) Good luck getting people onto the dance floor there. Very difficult to get the tone just right. It's basically because, as you say, only 105 people turned up out of 290 possible invitees. Ouch. That was not an evite that you wanted landing in your (laughs) inbox. That necessitated 185 separate excuses. (laughs) Oh, I was busy. My dog ate my invitation. My dog was killed by the Basij. I got the dates mixed up. You haven't actually won the election. I felt ill. That's just six right there. You need another 179. (laughs) Well, rumour has it, though, that so this is this is kind of shown that the Iranian government is now as split as an ice cream covered banana splaying its legs in a painful looking gymnastic pose whilst jointly winning a poker hand in a large Croatian city, whilst also singing a 2005 joint album by the rock bands Zeke and Peter Pan Speed Rock, divorcing, wondering how to knock down two remaining non adjacent bowling pins, and drinking a bottle of wine left over from an aeroplane meal. Uh, technically, to explain that last bit, a 187-milliliter bottle of wine is called a split. So that's not quite as many split-based puns as uh, my North Korea effort uh, the other day. No. I think, uh... No, and I, I, to be honest, I just don't know how to respond to that joke, can right. it's just It's a real roller coaster of emotion that I'm <laughs> feeling. It's just, you know, I'm, I'm impressed in a way. I'm absolutely furious <laughs> as well. What, because you didn't get there first? Definitely not that, No. Violence over the last week has indeed increased dramatically, depressingly, demoralisingly and disgustingly. And it's clearly going to be best for us to skip over the particulars of the terrible scenes that have been witnessed over the last week. Suffice to say that, to put it in the mildest way I can possibly state, it's been a bad week for the image of motorbikes. (laughs) Also, it just may be, Andy, that journalism has significantly changed after this. Because now technology may well have changed how history is recorded forever. Just think... How different our view of history would be if camera phones were always available. Imagine people at the crucifixion just standing there, holding up their cameras, tweeting their friends saying, Still alive, this is taking forever. (laughs) Capturing that moment of poetic wonder, My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? And having it become a YouTube smash. (laughs) Step aside, Pharisees getting a nutshot. There'd be trillions of views alongside the usual negative comments underneath of, you suck. (laughs) This sucks. And if you like this, check out my website. (laughs) Well, the situation has led uh, in Iran to arguably the most uneasy standoff since eight-year-old Timmy Watkins was selected to play fly half for England against the mighty New Zealanders in 1979, despite never having played rugby, weighing four stone and having asthma. Now, admittedly, if I may explain that joke as well, it's dependent on our listeners having the knowledge that the term standoff is another term for the rugby position of fly half, uh, roughly for American listeners, the equivalent of quarterback. Hence his unease, the joke stands. Maybe, Andy, it's time for you to consider using audio footnotes for all of your jokes. (laughs) I already Um, do. I just don't publish them. (laughs) 
What's happening in Iran does seem now to be about much more than just this election and instead concerns the future direction of the entire Islamic Republic. Now, option one, do they take an even more militaristic, even more isolationist stance and move towards becoming more like North Korea? Obviously, let's clearly hope not. North Korea should be the perfect warning sign for them there. That is a miserable country to live in or even near. <coughs> yes, it has one phenomenal water slide. We know that. <laughs> But remember, only one man can use it, and everyone else isn't even allowed to watch him use it. That would be something. Or, option two, do they open up, dial down the crazy, and we increase the possibility of us all living happily ever after? <laughs> Tough call for Iran to make that, and it really is worth restating to them that they would not be able to have a go on that water slide. <laughs> Musavi this week instructed supporters to release green balloons into the sky and take videos or photos of the scene and post them online to show the world that they're still in solidarity with one another. And I hope that works out, but I am guessing that the Revolutionary Guard are going to see that as an invitation to some impromptu target practice. <laughs> well, things have certainly got pretty niggly, John, between Iran and uh, Britain. And a uh, game of diplomatic expulsion tennis has begun. They kicked two of ours out, we kicked two of theirs out. It's looking like we could be sliding into a grinding baseline rally <laughs> like two Spaniards on a slow clay court. Uh, Iran claimed that the British diplomats had been, quote, involved in activities incompatible with their status. Right. Which is pretty vague to me, John. I don't know what activities there would be. Hopscotch, maybe? Yeah. Or unicycling. I don't know. Or, that's not really yeah. what you want your diplomats to do. Or it's like you trying an overhead kick in football, Andy. It's incompatible with your status <laughs> as a player. Well, it's incompatible only because I don't need to resort to that kind of flashy shit, John. I've got a complete <laughs> passing game. <laughs> I know if I'm having to do an overhead kick, I'm in the wrong position, which I never am. Basically, these poor diplomats, though, John, they've basically become pawns in a game of political chess. But as with most games of political chess, the pieces just get knocked over by the players swinging their penises to and fro across the board. <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm so glad we've only played chess once. <laughs> well, what a game. What a game. What a game. What a game of chess. <laughs> the one time John and I played chess, we were doing a gig in Liverpool together with uh, an Irish comedian called Johnny Cannon and staying in a triple room in a cheap bed and breakfast, to which Johnny Cannon took the only key, went back and <laughs> accidentally oh, locked us out. So <laughs> John and I were then left on the streets of Liverpool <laughs> at around, I don't know, 1.30 in the morning. Sure, sure. The only place we could find to go was the local YMCA shelter. Yeah. So then, like... I don't know, two prisoners of war, we made a chessboard out of a sheet of paper. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, as I recall, I demolished you with a quite scintillating counter-attack. To be honest, I don't remember the, much of the details of the game. I, I merely remember just seeing over your shoulder the various smack addicts <laughs> coming in and out and thinking, this will be the strangest game of chess <laughs> that's taking place in Britain at this moment. <laughs> this, this diplomatic expulsion tennis is has really been done more out of routine than anger. We're just going through the motions of this bad relationship, Britain and Iran now, Andy. <laughs> it used to be really passionate, genuine, spontaneous hate on both sides, but now look at us, staring at each other across a restaurant table, unable to think of anything nasty to say about each other. Maybe it's time to just give up and, and just be friends. I know it sounds negative, but <laughs> it's just not working out. Because in, in his speech last Friday, Ayatollah Khamenei called Britain the most evil of the hungry wolves in the ambush on Iran. We're back! <laughs> Britain's back, number one. The most evil of the hungry wolves. Not the second most evil. I mean, he says that, but I just don't think he can possibly mean it. <laughs> a, a Middle East analyst said there is a deep-rooted belief in Iran that Britain's always up to something, is never passive and always devious. 
I mean, that's a lovely thing to say, but I think they're just trying to be nice, Andy. We, <laughs> we got nothing anymore. <laughs> the uh, Ayatollah, or as uh, a football manager would call him, the lad Kamenei, uh, <laughs> picked out Britain for special, special dissing, the most evil of the enemies of Iran. He accused us uh, in Britain, John, of trying to foment unrest in his country. Mm. But if we have been trying to foment unrest, we've chosen a pretty stupid time to do it, given that Iran has been fomenting unrest in Iran, and quite a lot of it. So I think any British fermented unrest would probably slip under the radar. I just hope the government wouldn't be so stupid as to waste our fermenting at such a stupid time. Britain, now the most evil, John, now this is an unexpected side effect of the Obama administration. He has made Britain relatively more evil as a nation. Oh, that's, that's true. By that's make, true. By making America seem less evil to the Iranian regime, he's made us in Britain more evil. So if there is a sudden surge in racially aggregated violence in Britain, a further lurch towards the far right or a spike in nicking handbags off old biddies, we'll all know it's because of Obama and his message of peace and racial equality. Hear more of our shows, buy our book and donate here. Thebuglepodcast.com 